This is the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast, presented by eCity Interactive. eCity creates websites, marketing campaigns, and magic for higher ed institutions, large and small. Every digital challenge has a solution. eCity's talented team of problem solvers will help you find yours. And now, here's your host, Stephen App. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast. I am your host with the most, Stephen App, and I am really excited for today's episode. I think, you know, in my career, one of the things that I'm most proud of is that I have become equally known for my insatiable love of donuts as I have for the actual work that I do in the higher ed space. The downside is that people don't fully understand my equal appreciation for ice cream. And that is why I am not only really excited about today's episode, but why I have budgeted time post-episode to go to Dairy Queen. We are talking to the University of Wisconsin's Foundation and Alumni Association and their incredible Get the Scoop campaign. Here to help me talk about that is their Director of Media and Public Relations, Todd Pritchard. Todd, thank you so much for joining the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast. Oh, Steve, it's great to be on. Thank you for having me. I am so excited about this. I saw this story recently on Inside Higher Ed, and I think within five minutes of finishing the article, emailed you to see if you would come on the show (laughs) and talk about this campaign. I love everything about this campaign. It is an awesome campaign, and whenever you can talk about free ice cream, it's a winner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, let's share the love with our listeners. In a nutshell, Todd, can you briefly explain to me this recent campaign uh, for the Wisconsin Foundation and Alumni Association? Sure. So let me give you a little bit of background on who we are and what we're all about. So the Foundation and Alumni Association has been around since 1857. So we're a nonprofit, and we help raise funds and uh, connect people with the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And uh, so a couple of years ago, probably about two years ago, we started a project that where we wanted, the goal was really to, to highlight the stories of amazing alumni across every county in the state. Wisconsin has 72 counties, so our goal was to do 72 stories profiling alumni uh, that are currently doing amazing things, alumni of the past, that did amazing things that changed the history of the world. So we we did those stories and we put them together as kind of a magazine type format and sent those out to people across the state. And that was pretty cool. But um, then the next year we thought, well, we'd like to do that, but we'd like to thank the people of Wisconsin. We want to do those stories, but we also want to thank them for sending some of their best and brightest to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. So we came with this, up to this idea, well, why don't we go to some of these counties and um, serve up free ice cream? So what we did was we we got an old 1957 International Harvester Metro, which is basically like a, if you will, kind of a milk delivery truck from back in the day. And we turned it into an ice cream truck and we decided to hit the road and bring free ice cream to different places across the state and tell folks, hey, Thank you so much for supporting the University of Wisconsin. And so we, we did that um, last year. And then this year, we kind of morphed it again into uh, we're still doing the ice cream truck and we're still thanking people, but we're also using it as an opportunity to do some myth busting. And what we're trying to do is, of course, every higher, insti- uh, higher education institution has 
myths that they're trying to overcome and, and misperceptions. We are no exception. And so what we're doing is we're taking some of those myths and we're going on the road with them, not only delivering the free ice cream, but then we're talking to people about, you know, what are some of the myths, what are some of the misperceptions, and trying to get out the real story to people and um, and try to clear some of those ideas up. Yeah, I just love that you've how you've kept iterating on this idea year after year. I'm curious, Todd, in particular about the myth-busting portion of that answer, because I think you're right. Every institution has certain myths that they're dealing with when they're working with the public, when they're working with prospective students, even when they're you know, working and building relationships with alumni and donors. Can you talk a, a little bit about some of the you know, particular myths that you're dealing with at UW-Madison? Sure, absolutely. You know, I, I think probably the most common myth, and I hear this one all the time, and I, I go out on the trek uh, on a regular basis. We have a great staff that, that runs this truck and, and does a fabulous job. Um, I tag along sometimes, and the, the number one myth that I always hear, if I were to rank them, I guess, uh, would be that students graduate with a tremendous amount of debt. And, you know, we, we hear that all the time. There's stories in the media about students that carry, you know, millions of dollars are never able to pay it back and, and that kind of thing. And, and of course, you know, there are some of those, you know, cases out there. But when we did our research, we found that that myth is not true for the University of Wisconsin. In fact, over half the UW-Madison students who graduated last year had no debt, zero debt. Wow. Over half, yeah. And, and, and I think that's partly due to you know, kind of a changing culture here at the University of Wisconsin, Madison. Uh, the, the university has done a tremendous job to look for every opportunity they can find to help students uh, with paying for college to get through as, as debt-free as possible. One of the really cool programs they just started up uh, this year is called Bucky's Tuition Promise, and it's really simple. So any Wisconsin resident who gets accepted to the University of Wisconsin, if their family has a, an adjusted gross income of $56,000, they get free tuition and segregated fees for four years. There's no there's no paperwork to fill out. You don't have to apply and get accepted. It's It literally is just if you make $56,000, which is approximately the, the median income of households in Wisconsin, that's where they came up with that number. If you make 56 or below, you get tuition, segregated fees paid for. Obviously, you know, housing, food, that has to, you know, be picked up otherwise. But it's a huge help to, to so many low and middle income families. And, and, and of course, if you don't make 56,000 or if you're making over 56,000, there's still a lot of programs that the university has to try to help out. So I think it's really trying to make the University of Wisconsin affordable for Wisconsin kids is such a, it, it's a huge, huge effort here at the University of Wisconsin. And, and I think it's working. Gosh, that is, first of all, that is an incredible program and mission for the university. And how exciting for you and the team that, that that's the message you get to spread, you know, uh, when you're doing this tour. Absolutely. I, I think that, you know, there's so many one-off stories and you know, I, I see them all the time and I'm sure other people do too. Uh, where you know folks do have a tremendous amount of debt, and no question, debt is a huge issue for uh, a lot of a lot of students. But there's this myth out there that like everyone's carrying debt, and no one's going to be able to get out from underneath it. And you know, and, and that's just not true. Uh, uh, 
especially for for the University of Wisconsin Madison uh, students. So yeah, it is it's it is a, it's one of those things where people. I mean, they're. I guess the best way to describe it is they. When I tell them about that myth, they do a double take. I mean, it's it's just like a it's almost like a comedy routine. It's like doing like what? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? They don't, they just don't believe that one and and. Uh, so that one we're really trying to get out there. There's a couple other ones too. Um, you know, probably one that we hear a lot is that it's very difficult for Wisconsin kids to to get into the University of Wisconsin Madison, and and again, that's that's a myth uh, that we're trying to bust wide open. In fact, the university's goal is to be the the university for the state of Wisconsin. So. What we found is that two thirds of all state applicants are accepted to Madison. So mm-hmm. while while student numbers um, have increased, we've actually um, uh, increased the amount of kids from the university. With, or I'm sorry, from Wisconsin that are accepted into the university. I mean, Todd. I mean, well, I'm thinking about this ice cream truck and the way you described it. Right, this old retro 1950s era bus or van. I'm, I'm imagining someone coming to a team or a, a group of stakeholders and pitching this idea and the faces that they must get in return. I mean, can you take, you know, give us a peek behind the curtain into how exactly your team came up with an idea to, to drive an ice cream truck to every county or, uh, you know, the different counties in Wisconsin? Sure. You know, it really was uh, pretty organic. So we were all sitting around kind of brainstorming about what we wanted to do and how we wanted to get you know, reach out to the people across the state. And someone came up with the idea of, well, why don't we buy an old bus, right? And get on the, get a bunch of people on the bus and we can go take the bus to different places. Sort of, uh, I don't know, you know, folks in Wisconsin may remember a former governor, uh, Lee Dreyfus. He bought an old bus, turned it into um, like a, a an old train looking kind of thing. <laughs> he used to drive it to different towns and do rallies and that kind of stuff. So we were sort of thinking a la Lee Sherman Dreyfus uh, uh, for Minnesota people, maybe like a Paul Wellstone kind of, you know, kind of a campaign bus. Uh, somebody also suggested, well, we could be like uh, uh, like the Partridge family, right? And we all get in the bus and <laughs> you know, go on tour or something like that. Like, well, okay, that's that'd be kind of fun, but, you know, what are we doing? And What's the benefit to people when we get there? And, you know, that kind of thing. And then someone said, well, why don't we have an ice cream truck? Because University of Wisconsin-Madison is famous for its Babcock Hall ice cream. This is ice cream that's made by students. Uh, They're all in food sciences. And it's the most delicious stuff on the planet. I mean, it is so good, right? So somebody said, let's make an ice cream truck. And everyone just said, yeah, let's make an ice cream truck. So <laughs> it really was pretty simple. It's that, that's, that's where it all came from. There wasn't a moment where, where someone said, guys, this is fun and this is funny, but this is not going to work. We can't do this. No, because you know what? We've got a really creative, fun bunch of people here. And everyone just said, free ice cream. You cannot get <laughs> anything better than free ice cream, right? So, no, it was kind of like everyone was just like, yep, that's it. Let's go. It was, it was pretty universal. Let's get this thing going. Hey, podcast listeners. If you're anything like me, you've likely found yourself listening to more and more podcasts lately. And if that's the case, you're not alone. Recent research shows that 26% of Americans now listen to podcasts monthly. That's higher than the percentage of Americans using Twitter. 
For many podcast consumers, the rise in podcast popularity has led to dreams of producing a branded podcast for their own institution. Unfortunately, the road to planning and producing a podcast isn't as straightforward as consuming one. Luckily, the team at eCity has just released a new ebook that details the aspects of podcasting that you need to consider before pressing the record button on your own show, as well as how to ask for help if you're struggling to get started. Grab the ebook now at eCityInteractive.com slash resources. That's eCityInteractive.com slash resources. And as always, thanks for listening. The more I hear you talk about this campaign, and especially the myth-busting aspect of the campaign, I can't shake the idea that you know here, here you are um, working for an alumni or really a nonprofit organization that is supporting the University of Wisconsin. But really, you know, you're talking about connecting with alumni, and what I'm hearing you talk about with the myth-busting is really for the benefit of your communications, marketing, and admissions departments of UW-Madison. So I guess, was that an intentional aspect? I mean, how how closely did you work with maybe your admissions team or marketing team prior to launching the myth-busting aspect of this campaign? Or has it really just, again, been some you know a little bit of an organic process where you've added in another feature and they're the happy beneficiaries? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. So we felt like the Thank You 72 campaign that we started a couple of years ago, just thanking people across the state for supporting the University of Wisconsin and sending their students uh, to Madison was very successful. But we felt like it needed something else and we needed to take it to the next level. And at the very same time, the university was coming up with its communication campaign about the myth busting. So we felt like um, as we started kind of comparing notes and talking to them. And, and we worked very closely with the university um, and their communications team. We knew what they were working on. It was like, well, wait a second. I think what, what we're doing and what you're doing kind of really mesh really well. And so it was a bit organic in that we were just like, well, why don't we take some of your myth-busting stuff and incorporate that into the, the free ice cream and the traveling around the state. And, you know, and, and it really works. I think one of the reasons it works is that the university really did not have that component available um, for itself, right? So uh, they were really doing more, uh, uh, creating some uh, online advertising, some, some spots that they would use. But they weren't really engaging people on the ground. So really for those two campaigns to come together, it was really a perfect fit and it's been super successful. No, Todd, I think it's one thing to plan ahead and strategize with other departments and stakeholders within UW-Madison. I think it's another thing. I mean, this is a big offline campaign. I'm curious to know, have any members from maybe UW-Madison's you know, admissions team or marketing team are they traveling with you in the truck at all, or you know, are they participating, volunteering just from afar? Uh, mostly just from afar, although we do have some um, folks that come from the University of Wisconsin with us. Uh, we have a, a huge team that goes to each of these events, um, usually comprised of folks that are not only scooping ice cream, which of course is the is the big fun, but but also uh, people who can talk to folks about the myth busting and can get them information about admissions and that kind of thing from, from our staff. So um, if, if we don't have information coming directly from 
uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison staff, we have folks on hand that can answer questions. I mean, the whole beauty of this campaign, you know, from my perspective, and it, and in marketing, right, everything is about data now, and how can you prove this, and do you have a strong sample size, and what is the click-through rate, and I think that's all, those are all great conversations to have, but the beauty of what you're doing is that you're just conversing with local constituents of, of Wisconsin through this campaign. You know, when it comes to, to feedback or evaluating the success of, of what you're doing, have you received any feedback from admissions, you know, either in regards to, to quantitative or just anecdotal feedback, you know, in terms of the fact that this campaign is maybe uh, boosting in-state application or, or inquiries or, you know, increasing any other relevant KPIs? Yeah, I, I think we're hearing a lot of anecdotal information, and I think it'll be interesting to see how, as we go along, um, and we get into the registration process in the next, you know, year or two as this campaign continues that, that it would be great to see if we do see, like, for example, an increase in um, applications from state students. You know, that would, to me, be a key because, you know, one of those, because of that myth we talked about earlier that, that so many th- people think that the University of Wisconsin-Madison is unattainable for state students, Literally, state students just don't apply. That is a real numbers game that we need to increase. We need to see those numbers go up. And I think that as this campaign goes on, it'll be very interesting to see if if maybe it contributes to that number rising. Hey everyone, the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast is part of Connect EDU, a podcast network bringing together brilliant minds in the higher ed space and breaking down silos. You can check it out at connectedu.network where you can find great shows no matter where you work on campus, as well as resources for first-time and long-time podcasters. You can also follow along on Twitter at connectedupod and hashtag connectedu. You know, Todd, look, at the end of the day, of course... uh, you know the the mission for your organization is is to support university and really engage alumni and and residents of Wisconsin. You know, I mean, to what extent has this project helped you engage maybe new alumni or you know, alumni who just haven't engaged recently with the you know Wisconsin's Alumni Association or your foundation? You know, I think that is the untold story of this project. And the thing that I really did not realize would happen, but when you take a big old 1957 International Harvester, uh, you know, panel van truck, ice cream truck on the road, and you pull into a town, and it's, of course, it's got the University of Wisconsin on the side, it's red and white, and, you know, it's it's very uh, noticeable when when you pull in. But it's amazing to see when we set up just how many people's eyes just light up when they come to the truck because it's almost like a little piece of the University of Wisconsin-Madison just pulled into their town. And for a lot of people, even if you weren't an alumni, you feel an affinity. You feel a connection with the University of Wisconsin. Maybe it's through the Badger football team or basketball or, you know, sports, but it may be that you're an alumni. A lot of folks just, um, especially if you're living in kind of the you know, further reaches of the state, maybe you're up in Rice Lake or you're in Wausau or you're in Green Bay, you know, you're, it's a, it's a bit of a trek to get down to Madison. So maybe you haven't been back on campus for a while. Maybe, you know, it's been a few years. When that truck pulls in, there's that instantaneous connection that people have. And, and alumni come up to me 
you know, one of the things that happens, Steve, is, is because we have this truck giving out free ice cream, we usually have a big line of people waiting for ice cream. So what I do is I kind of start at the front of the line and I work my way to the back and I just tell, tell people or talk to people about, you know, where they're from and what they're doing. And people just want to share their story. They want to share either their connection with the University of Wisconsin-Madison or uh, they're an alumni and what did they do when they came here and what were their favorite things to do and what did they love about campus. And, you know, it's a benefit that, that I didn't really anticipate, but it's just that connection that, that people want to tell their story and want to be able to, to feel that connection with the university again. And, and I, I think, you know, we can send out as many emails and letters and things as we want to, you know, different communications, social media, you know, it's all great stuff. But, you know, to have that one-on-one connection is, you can't beat it. And, and there's, and, and there's, you know, no price you can pay to make that be any better than, than it is. It's, it's just gold. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm curious to know, Todd, because you're talking about, you know, maybe residents who live a little further away, haven't been back to campus in a while, you know, love to reminisce and get that sense of nostalgia about their time in college. Are you finding on your tour that there are alumni maybe from a particular subsection, maybe older alumni or, or those who, you know, graduated a longer time ago? Are they most, um, you know, getting that sense of nostalgia or is it even for young alumni maybe haven't been gone as far, but they're still just so excited to, to talk about their time at UW-Madison. You know, can you talk me through maybe if, if there's a certain subsection of alumni who are resonating with this campaign? You know, it totally cuts across every age group and background. I mean, it, it's amazing. I'll have, you know, older alumni, mature alumni who come up and talk to me about what life was there like in the 50s and 60s. And then I'll have, you know, and of course they're talking about um, you know, maybe the war years and protesting the Vietnam War and that kind of thing. And I find that just absolutely fascinating. And then literally two minutes later, I'll have someone come up and say, hey, when are we going to do the jump around? You know, they're maybe they're 22 years old and they're 25 and they used to remember going into the stadium and doing jump around between the third and fourth quarters at a football game. So it, it, it's amazing how it just crosses every age, every background. Um, I, I think that the the vintage truck really helps bring that nostalgia to a lot of folks. Uh, but I, I, it really does. It really is amazing how it, it, it just attracts uh, attention and, and brings up those, those feelings of, of being back at the university for everybody. You know, Todd, I think, and it, and it feels almost, I feel almost guilty asking you this question because you've talked so much about, the benefit that comes with just having a good old fashioned conversation and connecting with alumni. But I have to ask the, the marketer in me has to ask, are you, are you turning these events, these, these visits, are you turning them into, I I guess we'll call, you know, lead generation tactics. And and that's probably not the perfect word, but what I want to know is, are you, are you getting these alumni to sign in anywhere to share their information, their up-to-date contact information anywhere so that your, your foundation you know, can email them in the future and, and does have a more up-to-date way to reach them or, or does have a way to maybe take advantage of that uh, renewed sense of affinity for the organization? Yeah, we don't push that on people, but what we do is if there's someone like, and this comes up quite a bit too, it's free ice cream. And so, but 
people want to want to give something they want to be able to pay and you know so what we say is you know no no we're you know we're not accepting any donations or tips or anything like that but you know we'd love it if you haven't recently gone on to our website to go on to the UW alumni website and hey if you want to give a five dollar donation or you want to just sign up for um, uh, e-newsletters or uh, communications you know that would that would really be great so we're finding that a lot of people are are looking for a way to show their appreciation and kind of get that connectivity going again so we don't take lists at the locations but um, what we do do is we give them a little card with, you know, here's our website and, and here's our, um, you know, email and Facebook and uh, Twitter and, you know, and, and all the other you know, ways to connect. And, and it really encouraged them to, you know, be, again, a part of, of the University of Wisconsin alumni uh, family. And, and, and I think that's a, you know, it's, it's a way of doing it without seeming like we're trying to sign you up again or whatever. Now, the other thing that we do do is we do ask everyone to give us their email uh, information, which we don't sell to anyone, we don't do anything with, uh, but it will give us an opportunity to reach back to to those folks and just say thank you for coming to the truck and, um, you know, please, you know, here are other ways that you can connect connect up with us. Uh, I think the other thing too that, that we've been doing with this with this campaign is, making sure that when we do, before we get to a town, that we're getting the word out that we're going to be there. And that has generated a lot of really great media attention. So obviously we, we do a lot of social media. We'll, we'll get the word out that, you know, Hey, we're coming to West Bend, for example, and we're going to be there from, you know, from six to 10 o'clock and here's where we're going to be at and that kind of stuff. And, and that is a great tool. I mean, I have so many people who come out to me at these events and just say, hey, I just saw you on Facebook that you're here. I just came down, you know. So kind of that spontaneous, you know, um, interest in, in what we're doing and, and um, you know, coming down to, to, to see the truck and get some ice cream. But we also do a lot of traditional media. And I, I think sometimes marketers kind of forget that, you know, especially in these smaller towns, the local hometown weekly newspaper is still the, you know, the, the source of information for that community. So we reach out to those editors, we'll send them uh, a media kit, which, which has a story, it has facts on the truck, it has a profile of, of an alumni or maybe two from, from their community and what, how they've reached out and changed the world thanks to their education here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And, and, and that has been uh, awesome. We've really gotten a lot of, of interest from the local media, not only of course are they printed in their paper, but all these outlets have, of course, websites, they have social media. So it's just amplifying that message and, and, and getting the word out. And we've we've estimated so far that we've earned, in earned media, we've come up with about $25,000 of earned media so far in this campaign. And we're only in, in August right now, and, and uh, we have a couple of months to go here. So uh, that that has been a, a really solid way, and I think just a reminder to folks that you know I know we live in the social media world, and and that's important. But you know, making sure that you're making those connections locally, especially in these smaller towns, that you know the the local newspaper, radio station, um, sometimes even obviously if you're in a bigger television market, 
getting the word out there and generating the interest and stories, that's, that's again, just a, um, a win-win. Ah, that's fantastic. I mean, and, and how awesome that you can quantify it in that way about uh, the earned media. And, and I love that you're tapping into your audience and understanding what your audience in these residential areas, what, what they're using for their media and what their media digest is uh, and taking advantage of that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, thank you so much. I, you know, it, it's it is a good reminder that traditional media is still very valuable, very important, and and is a very awesome tool, especially in smaller towns. Uh, you know, and I think another thing that we incorporated that has surprised me and uh, on its impact is we asked local lawmakers to come down and be with us in the truck. Obviously, we invite them in. They scoop ice cream. They get to talk to their constituents, and that's awesome, right? And it's nonpartisan. Republicans, Democrats, everyone's invited. But I think the side benefit to it has been that that gives us an opportunity to kind of, you know, kind of coach them up on what the University of Wisconsin-Madison is doing. And and earlier we talked about Bucky's tuition promise. There was a pretty big, you know, media splash on that a few months ago. But like everything else, things happen so quickly nowadays. And and things get forgotten. And so it, it's a good opportunity for us to kind of remind those lawmakers, hey, you know, here's this myth about uh, the university being too expensive and debt being such a huge thing. And, you know, we have this Bucky's tuition promise. And that's and, and a lot of times uh, lawmakers will be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember hearing something about that. Or, you know, so it's, it's again, it's a good way to kind of remind them that these programs are out there and, and what myths are out there that, that, that we're trying to bust and what the truth is. So it's a good program, not only for people, just regular citizens, but for those lawmakers to get coached up on that as well. You know, Todd, you also have a great microsite for your organization that uh, supports this campaign, one that includes uh, quizzes, alumni stories, videos. In fact, I want to pause real quick and play the audio from one of the videos that you have on this microsite that is a part of the myth-busting aspect of this campaign. Let's, let's play that back real quick. Our name is more than our geography. It's our promise to the Badger State. The University of Wisconsin-Madison is your state university. We're dedicated to educating our citizens. Did you know? We received 10,000 more applications than we did a decade ago. But it isn't any more difficult for today's in-state students to get in. More than two out of three are accepted. Our university, our home state, UW-Madison, working for Wisconsin. So, Todd, obviously, you know, really cool work being done on the microsite. How are you driving people to that site to to learn more about your foundation? and, And what are you hoping to accomplish in doing so? Well, both the Wisconsin Foundation Alumni Association and the university is, is referencing those videos in social media messaging. We're, we're pushing that out all the time. Uh, and, and as far as the alumni stories go, what I do is I try to produce uh, press releases for the alumni that we've profiled in each county. And so it gives, again, the traditional local media a chance to kind of find a, a hook to talk about this. So, for example, what, a lot of times I'll try to find uh, a, a when we're going to a, a specific county, an alumni from that county and maybe something that they did in history has a time hook to it. Maybe, uh, for example, um, George Pogue is, is a great example. He was the first African-American uh, athlete to medal in the Summer Olympics. Uh, this is 
you know, way back in, in 1914, uh, way before Jesse Owens and, 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 and his time and his amazing uh, efforts. But what we did was when we go to lacrosse, we really profile George and his story and make sure that people know about that. And so we, we look for those ways to kind of connect back to alumni of the past or even alumni of, that are currently doing amazing things and, and share their story. So again, that's a way that, that we use that site to not only have those videos, those myth-busting videos and that quiz that you mentioned, but, but also to, to give people an opportunity to read all those stories that we've accumulated over the past several years now. Um, we've, we're up to probably about over 200 alumni stories and so that's great material that, that we kind of repurpose, um, reuse, get out again and again to, to make sure that people remember those alumni and, and, and again, kind of reconnect with people. Sometimes you forget that some amazing people came from all these different counties of the state. And, and I think local folks feel like, oh, that guy grew up in my town. Well, I have a connection to that. And, and I, yeah, I remember hearing that story. So I think reminding people of, of those connections and how the university um, is so interwoven into the fabric of Wisconsin that, that that's so important for people to remember that. It's so easy to forget. So easy to kind of just, you know, get busy and, and forget about the, the, the decades, really centuries of, of work that have gone on and, and the people who have come through this place. But that's our job is to really remind folks of, of that connection. Hey everyone, a quick shout out to the agency that makes this show possible, eCity Interactive. You know, I really do love coming to work every day at eCity, and that's not just because everyone shares my love of donuts, uh, but that's really because I get to collaborate with a talented team working on everything from user experience to content and digital marketing to web design and development and a whole lot more. Our work has earned us an incredible roster of education clients, including the University of Pennsylvania, George Washington University, Petty School, Cornell, Drexel, Rutgers, and many others. So if you're looking to improve your web and digital presence and better communicate your school's story, visit us online at ecityinteractive.com and get in touch. Well, Todd, thank you so much for, for joining the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast. And I, and I guess I'll say thank you for giving us the scoop on this fantastic campaign that you're running uh, in Wisconsin. For, for anyone who's listening to the show in the Wisconsin area, um, you know, where can they find your truck? Are you still touring and, and how long will you be touring? Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you again, Steve, for having me on. This has been awesome and, and I really appreciate it. Uh, the truck is going all the way through homecoming. So through, through mid-September, we're going to be on the road. Uh, we have uh, a ton of uh, locations that we're going to. So if you go to our website, we've got that located. Um, if you go to uwscoop.com, you'll see all of our different uh, uh, stops that we're going to be making. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's something that we are just um, really excited to continue, uh, hoping that uh, we can we can keep doing it next year. And uh, we are we're we have plenty of ice cream to go. <laughs> And Todd, for listeners who, who may want to learn more about this campaign, maybe ask you some questions, uh, what is the best way for individuals to, to find you online, whether it's Twitter, LinkedIn, or, or et cetera? Um, well, that's a great question. So I'm at LinkedIn, so I'm just Todd 
with one D, I am an oddball, T-O-D, <laughs> Pritchard, P-R-I-T-C-H-A-R-D. Or you can drop me an email. That's just Todd, just again, T-O-D, dot Pritchard, P-R-I-T-C-H-A-R-D, at supportuw.org. Excellent. And of course, each week on the show, we ask our guests to give a social shout out to a colleague or an individual that deserves a little bit more recognition of their work. And uh, Todd, I know you had someone right in mind uh, for this question, so I'll, I'll you have the floor. Well, again, thank you so much for having me on. And yes, you know, there are, there are literally dozens of our University of Wisconsin Foundation and Alumni Association staff that work on this truck all the time. And it's, it's a really great team effort. And you know what? It's just a lot of fun because you get to give out free ice cream. So <laughs> what? It, nothing bad can come of that, right? It's, it's awesome. But the one person that I really like to do a social shout out to is our program coordinator, Jordan Langer. Jordan is amazing. She has been able to pull together all these events. We've made over 30 stops so far. I think we've got at least... 10 more, if not more to go. So uh, she's the one who pulls together all the volunteers for the truck. She coordinates with the different event partners that, that we're working with. And and it's probably a job in and of itself to just keep a 1957 International <laughs> Harvester in one piece and on the road. So uh, my shout out goes to Jordan. You can find her on LinkedIn. She's at uh, Jordan Langer, L-A-N-G-E-R. Uh, give her, give her a shout out. She is an amazing individual. Has worked her heart out to to make this campaign a success this year. Excellent, great work, Jordan. Uh, Todd, great work to you and your entire staff. Like I said at the top of the show, I just think this is a phenomenal campaign that you've run uh, in support of the University of Wisconsin Madison. Thank you for coming on the show and and sharing this story. And I can't wait to see what you have in store next with the ice cream truck. You know, if you really want some, we can send you some of that ice cream. <laughs> be careful. I might take you up on that offer. And, uh, <laughs> I think you will have some serious competitor there. <laughs> My pleasure being on. Thank you again so much for having me on. <laughs>